following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Okay, everyone places. This is the final scene, so let's make this one count. Quiet on set. Places, everybody. Welcome to the Producers. Following podcast is brought to you by The Beard Struggle. The Beard Struggle makes quality beard and grooming products for the modern man who likes to look good while raiding the countryside. Visit their website, thebeardstruggle.com, to scope out their awesome product line and use promo code JAWS20 at checkout to get 20% off your order. The Beard Struggle, because everyone looks better with a beard. Lights, camera, podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Producers. I am the Wizard of Jaws, joined as always by the Quote King, Austin Kelm. Getting it in and getting it done today. We are here and doing it. Austin, what's going on, Big Shooter? What up, dude? Excellent job getting all the nicknames correct today and, and very articulately said. Well, you know, I got to I gotta do my best here. Uh, I got a lot, of, a lot of names rattling around the old brain piece here. A lot of things going on in, uh, between the ears. and. Uh, most of it's just floof, a lot of cat hair in there. But uh, every time we do something like that, I'm just reminded of like Rocky Four when Apollo has like 27 nicknames in the middle, and Rocky just looks at him and goes, You got enough nicknames? Like, what are you doing? Like, Don't worry about it, Rock. Don't worry about it. Right. Uh, so, what are we doing today, bud? What are we talking about? We are doing The Wolf of Wall Street, one of my favorite Leonardo DiCaprio movies. And quite frankly, a movie I'm very surprised he did not win an Oscar for, but you can say that about like, half a dozen Leo movies where he was just an all-star yeah, and, and did not win any like awards for it, which kind of blows my mind. Which is funny. Like I would like to see the movie that won or like the person that won and for the, for what movie instead of all of his great, like great ones. Right. And what, cause like the first, the first one he won for then was uh, the Revenant, the Revenant, which and, is like, only he barely I mean, spoke. a few years. Right. Right. Of all, it was a three hour, like epic piece. If yeah. I'm being totally honest, I wasn't a gigantic fan of it. Yeah. Like, do you mean certainly a good movie? But like, when I'm ranking Leonardo DiCaprio movies, I don't even know if it's in my top five and it's the only one that he won like a legitimate Oscar for. Right. Do you know what I mean? I think I like whether it be this or even Titanic back in the day, or uh, he was fantastic in Django Unchained, even though he had a small role. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street, um, Blood Diamond was fantastic. Uh, Aviator was fantastic. Catch Me If You Can was fantastic. Um, right. I don't know. Craziness. I mean, The Departed, also just unbelievable. But, I mean, I guess naturally they gave it to Jack Nicholson. So, I mean, I'm, I'm fine, I suppose. It's sure. Whatever. Right. Yeah, it's I mean, hard to be it, like, Jack doesn't earn that. <laughs> it's like, all right. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it just it's amazing with a lot of, with all the movies that he's done that he didn't win one, including this. I would say he's probably one of the top actors of our generation. Oh, somebody who's, who's who's around our age. Like Jack Nicholson's 82 years old. Do you know what I mean? Like somebody who's 
between 30 and 50. Like he's right around. He started to become famous when we were kids and is still famous as we are now young adults. Right. You know what I mean? And I, I would think he's top five. I would think. Oh, for sure. That's, that's, that's an episode Easily. right there. J- jot, jot it down. That's an episode. Top yeah. actors. <laughs> mark mark yeah. it down. Top, top five, top five actors of our generation. Put it on the board. Um, this one, like, and so this one's fun. It's based on a true story. Um, right. Always a good start. You know, and it's basically a dude who rises to wealth with like, basically like trading penny stocks. Right. And just flipping a ton of penny stocks and just raking profit. Yeah. Uh, becomes an incredibly, incredibly wealthy stockbroker and then gets involved in like crime, corruption, like the federal government gets involved in his life and stuff. And like, Wait, there's he a starts point. off being like an exceptional salesman right. and using all the, the, the wall street stockbroker type tricks to sell people. But instead of selling AT&T and you know what I mean? Google, he's selling like, these two guys made some like radar guns in their mom's basement. And like, he like sells it as like advanced radar tech for the military and people bought it. And because it's a penny stock, he makes 50% commission on it instead of the, the 1% or whatever you get right. off of everything off, off a blue chip stock, they call it. Yeah. But then it gets into like unethical business practices and insider trading and just a gluttonous stuff. And this is actually, it's a weird thing because you know how they say truth is stranger than fiction. Yeah. This is one of those movies that like Jordan Belfort's real actual life is so much worse than anything in this movie depicts. Like, cause he's, he's now out of jail. So he does go to jail, but like the whole joke in the movie is I'm rich. I don't go to real jail. He's like playing tennis, like in this white collar, you know, joke of a, you know what I mean? And he's out of jail now. And he's been on interviews and done podcasts where he's telling like, true stories about when all of his stockbrokers went to Las Vegas for a weekend. And some of the stories are like, I can't even repeat them. That's how ridiculous they were. It was, right. it was unbelievable craziness. Yeah. I, I mean this, and this one, not, not, I mean, com, not common debauchery, like a, you like another oh, level un, of debauchery. uncommon debauchery, yeah, right, like right. elite yep. debauchery. <laughs> Like the, the, the type of debauchery that people like you and me, the common folk, the average Joe, if you will, of the world could only like that doesn't happen. Like, uh, like when, right. Like when you when you watch like any movie or TV show about high school into college age kids and like the parties that they have where it's like, yeah, here's our party in, in the backyard with my chemical romance on stage. Like that doesn't happen. That's not a thing. <laughs> right. But somebody drove every a movie. car into a pool. Somebody drove a car into a pool or something like that. Or yeah. just ridiculous. Right. Like just ridiculous over the top, like, like parties that look like dance clubs, like just insane, absolutely insane, insane things. Like the stuff that like doesn't happen that you know, like that you then see in movies. No, no, no. this right. goes, the things you see on the movies don't do my life justice. Right. <laughs> he t- he t- all of those things are true. He took it to a level of like depraved and ridiculousness yeah. that most people can only fathom. But I mean, yeah. so it, it's still a great movie, even though they honestly toned it down a bit from his actual life, which I get because I mean, although this movie's rated R, I, I feel like if it was rated like MA or so, like, no, nobody would go and see it. But it, it's, it's yeah, just it, fine the like, way it is. It, it couldn't, you couldn't go any further because then it wouldn't be able to be shown in movie theaters. But right. if you dumbed it down anymore, like it really, you'd be like, okay, so this dude was just kind of a shady stockbroker. Right. Right. How is this any different than like 
you know, Gordon Gecko. Right. You know what I mean? And then every other movie about Wall Street titled Wall Street. <laughs> why would right. it be different? Right. And but I mean, really, it's, it's a pretty awesome. It really, honestly, it's a movie for me that introduced me to Margot Robbie. And I could not be more thankful for that because it's like she's like in my top five. I just gorgeous, stupid, attractive, unbelievable. Oh, God. Yeah. And, and one of the only other things, and a super small part, one of the only other roles I can think of the actual mother from How I Met Your Mother is in, other than How I Met Your Mother. Is that uh, he, Kristen, Kristen, Mil- M- Kristen Milotti? Sure, that, that sounds right. You're, yeah, that sounds like you're her. looking right at it. Yeah, that's yeah. So, but like She's like his, his original wife that starts the movie, and then he divorces her and starts going out with Margot Robbie. Right. And like... This movie also introduced Jonah Hill in a very different light than I'm pretty sure almost everything we'd seen him in to, to that point. Um, right. This nerdy well, he, executive. Also a little, and also skinnier Jonah Hill. I mean, not like he's uber thin, but certainly he used to be 400 pound Jonah Hill. And now he is at least average Joe Jonah Hill, we'll say. Right. And OK, so I can't say that this is an extension of kind of like the nerdy executive role. He played Moneyball. Um, right. You sure. know, where he, he played Peter Brand. But I, just continuing on that, like just this this dude who, you know, the suit, the glasses, kind of goofy, kind of nerdy, like just not. I mean, I it, it's just weird to see. I mean, coming from, you know, super bad, like <laughs> where it all started. Right. Like but the, and that's the movie that like you, when you think of Jonah Hill, that's the first movie you think of. And then like he was kind of like goofy, weird, you know almost a, an adult extension of that in 21 and 22 jump street and stuff like that. But like, you know, again, just the suit and the, you know, incredibly intelligent thing. Um, it's, it, it's just, it, it's a weird depth to his character and he's not bad at it, but I prefer the goofy, funny, like, you know, well, remember the time you pissed your pants? Like, come on, man. There was, you know, there was second grade. <laughs> years, People don't forget. Here's Eight years ago, asshole. People don't forget. Right. Like kicking the soccer ball. Dave, Dave Franco sighting. Just I'm, the guy who plays soccer <laughs> is Superman. It's Dave Franco. Okay. Like, That's fine. You're, you're going to get that. No, I'm not. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. just, just like that that dude, like that character. And like, you know, when, the, you know when people are like, oh my God, I was so drunk. I shouldn't have had sex with that guy. We could be that mistake. <laughs> That's oh, a whole different man. movie. Love Superbad. The whole different movie. So the yeah. Wolf of Wall Street is just a really a pretty, I don't want to say an all star cast, but a pretty damn good cast. Oh, God. Yeah. Wolf. I mean, from, like, from Margot Robbie and Jonah Hill and Leonardo DiCaprio going, I mean, McConaughey's only in it for a hot second. Rob Reiner plays his dad in it. I mean, it's Kyle Kyle Chandler of uh, Friday Night Lights, the TV show fame. Right, right. And then John Bernthal, who was in The Walking Dead and has done a whole bunch of stuff since. Uh, he mean, was just... he, he is probably the most famous uh, version of The Punisher on The Punisher TV show. Sure, I would go with that. That sounds right. Yeah, uh, John Farveau. I mean, or Farvu or however the hell you say his no, last name. No, you you had it. Nailed it. I mean, he he was he was the 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 UFC boyfriend of Monica and friends. I mean, <laughs> like, so you're done with this, right? Like, am I the ultimate fighter? No. Well, then I'm not done. <laughs> the guy stood on your neck until you passed out. Said, but I didn't yeah, give up. Ho, 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 Ho Chi said that you being there tonight really distracted me and ruined my focus. She's like, yeah, that was it. Right. Random oh, tank, tank Abbott uh, sighting in that episode as well. Love oh God, it. yeah. But I like. But it, you're, but you're not kidding. Like. 
I mean, Kenneth Choi, who, I mean, he was in Sons of Anarchy. He was in, I mean, anytime you need an Asian dude in a suit, that's your guy, right? <laughs> you know, and one, one of my favorite things about this movie is that it's recently started coming back into pop culture with, um, and we'll probably touch on this later, with NFL stuff and free agent signings. You know, because yeah. when the, F- the FBI is coming to like raid the office and they want him to step down from his position as CEO at, at, at Stratmont Oakman or Oak, Oak Stratmont, Stratmont, whatever the name sure. of their, co- their company is. Yeah, right? that place. That, uh, and he says like he's in the middle of saying he's leaving and then he has a change of heart and he goes, I'm not, I'm not fucking leaving. He has that whole spiel and they all start screaming at the top of his lungs. Yeah. Well, it got, it got to be a thing where like when Matt Milano signed his deal at Buffalo, like he just posted that, that piece right. on his social media page where he's like, I'm not leaving. They're, they're going to have to drag me out of here. Yeah. <laughs> that's, and that's become a very popular thing in the sports world is now every time you sign up. Oh, God, contract, yeah, it has. To, to stay with whatever team you're at. Right. Just, just post that clip from Wolf of Wall Street. And everybody knows what you're talking about. Yeah, pretty much. So um, one of the things I like about this movie is the general look of authenticity to a lot of it. And one of that, like, they party a lot. Right. Like there's a lot right. of partying in this movie. No, almost nonstop. Yes. <laughs> it's very, you don't go five minutes in this movie without them. And uh, like seeing, well, seeing hookers or throwing you know, like ridiculous ragers in the middle of their office. Or, right. And, and one of the things that they do is like, there's, you know, uh, it, the party drug of the era that this movie's story is being told in is, you know, the old Hohen. So, um, <laughs> you know, and there, there's a lot of it. So, like the only way to show someone snorting cocaine is to show someone snorting something. Right. So the actors actually snorted crushed vitamin B pills. Cause they're like, Oh, like they'll get a vitamin B. It'll be healthy for them. Right. Right. And you know, might, might bother the, bother the nostrils a little bit, but he actually Jonah Hill got bronchitis from inhaling so much and he actually got hospitalized for it. The stupid thing is, is that if he started cocaine, he might actually feel better than if he started the blue outline. It's just, it's so dumb that in the age we live in, drugs are maybe the most organic thing that somebody yeah, puts no, in their body. At this point. Right, no kidding. So yeah, that was uh, that was a fun little credit thing. And then there's there's also a goof in this movie where uh, during the Black Monday crash of 1987, all the tickers in the background on Wall Street, they're, they, they're green, but that means the market's going up. So like right, everything's supposed right. to crash, but everything around them says otherwise. So a couple of fun little uh, little factoids for the crowd see, there. See, and, and, and my cool factoid is that that uh, in the beginning scene there, when McConaughey is talking to DiCaprio, when he's just a young, green, fresh out of school, just passed his Series 7 exam rookie, that McConaughey takes him to lunch and he's giving him a little pep talk and there's the mm-hmm, and he's like pounding his chest doing the whole thing. That was completely ad-libbed. That's just, that's something that McConaughey does. Yeah, for himself personally, and Leo is literally on film, just going, "Oh, oh we're doing this now, okay." And he just tries like copying him, and it's just in the moment, figuring it out as he goes, which I think is pretty cool. Like, because you, Matthew McConaughey often says some, we'll just say like some out there things. They can be very thought provoking and insightful, but they're out there sometimes. And I feel like this is one of those <laughs> moments where he just started off on a trend, and Leo wanted to lean in and be like. What are you talking about? Do you know instead? Like, right, we're just we're just gonna go with it. And it ended up being a pretty great scene to start the movie. And then because the market just to your point crashes immediately after they have that meeting. And he's forced to go sell penny stocks. Right. But becomes incredibly wealthy. So I mean, there you go. So uh 
Jonah Hill, and apparently I just keep coming back to him on weird facts. You know, uh, I, I don't hate it. It, it, no, is, it is. He actually took a pay cut. So he took a pay cut to be paid the Screen Actors Guild minimum of $60,000 for the movie so they could pay Martin Scorsese to be in the movie. I mean, I guess if you're going to take a pay cut for somebody, Scorsese's that guy. Right. On the, on the flip side, he also has more than enough money than he'll ever know what to do with. So it's not like he needed the money. <laughs> so, I mean, kudos to Jonah, but all right. right. I guess whatever. But I guess you want. Uh, well, so that would be that would be so it was directed by Scorsese. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so Listen, like, he he's a plus. He's he's the top of the list. I mean, there it's it's him it, and like two other guys are up there. It's it is what yeah. it is. Yeah, so that's uh, I mean, and some of just some of the weird scenes and some of the stuff that happens in this movie, like you know, um, Jordan and Naomi, who's again DiCaprio and um, Margot Robbie. Yeah, um, yeah, like they're arguing, they're fighting, and she's like, you know, she's sitting on the ground, she spreads her legs, and she's like, oh, like basically taunting him with right. Her her pantyless bottom half, and like as he comes up to her, she like closes her legs and she's like, absolutely not. And then he like basically tells her that the she's on nanny cam. The whole thing's on <laughs> nanny cam, which is being like, which is like actively viewed twenty four seven by the security, security team. team. And then they it's Rocco. Cut the, yeah, they cut they cut the security room and like just like staring at it, like oh yeah, buddy like ridiculous i mean i i guess that's, that's the job to have at the time like hey i need you to sit here and just watch this oh all right we're on it no big deal yeah just hang out and watch cameras make sure and like and that's what that's that cake job until you're you know the dude that's like watching a movie on your phone and misses the dude sneaking on the property on five different cameras because you're not paying attention like right you know it just tough 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 day to be that guy hope that happens right. on your day off well, and you the know, other guy and, and this, the, again, to just speak to the ridiculousness of this movie. So, again, what, I think one of my favorite parts of the whole thing is when he, he takes a whole bunch of the, the old school lewds. Yeah. From back in the day, but he thought they had, like, aged poorly, so they take, like, three of them, and they, like, completely lose all motor functions. And he gets in his Lamborghini because he has to drive down the street to stop Jonah Hill from talking on the phone. And he goes, it's unbelievable that I made it there in one piece. And then, like, he wakes up the next morning when the cops are at his door, and he's, like, hit mailboxes, front lawns. <laughs> like, he didn't make it down the street <laughs> at all. He hit literally everything you could hit while going down the street. But it is, like, drugged up mine. He's like, I can't believe I made it there in one piece without hitting anything. Nope, that did not happen at all. You hit everything going down the street. Right. Um. So another little fun little snippet, uh, when the movie, when this movie shows in Abu Dhabi, they remove 45 minutes of content, including nudity, sexual situations. Uh, but most of the editing comes from the over 600 plus curse words. I mean, like how much of the movie is left? Right. <laughs> I mean, that's not even a joke. What, what would be left if you took so, out the partying, the drugs and the sexual innuendos? I, you don't have a film. I'm not sure what they watch. I mean, I, I don't have it here in front of me, like the runtime of the movie, but like, I mean, you take 45 minutes. I mean, this was before every movie was three and a half hours long, right? It's, I mean, this one's pretty long. I, I it's three, it's three hours, give or take. Is so even if you took 45 minutes away, yeah, it's pretty long. It's like two fifty six or something. Hmm. So even if you took 45 minutes left, you'd still have two hours and 15 minutes, but I feel like it's no longer the wolf of wall street. It's just the guy that works on wall street. You know what I mean, I don't, it's, <laughs> you're, no, you're no longer a wolf if you're not, 
doing, hardcore cutthroat. Do you know what I mean? And doing right. what you're doing. I think that's the that's the point. I mean, imagine like that, like so that scene we talked about the you know his his fired up, impassioned, I'm not effing leaving speech. Like, right. so like I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. I'm not going anywhere. Like it just what? Like, come on. Already they were praising like I'm not fruiting. Do you know that thing they do where they just like replace it with another word that, that's totally nonsensical and it doesn't right or have like somebody who kind of sounds like him you say like say freaking a whole bunch of times <laughs> yeah right <laughs> it was like watching a daytime movie or like a Schwarzenegger film when we were younger on like USA and they like kept it the same but they had to get rid of all the cursing right or or somebody flips somebody off in the movie and they blur it out and you're like huh what was going on behind there like, <laughs> like you didn't know what it was when you were 11 oh okay right and like and all of it all of it was like the editing back then was so bad and you know that that's what is going to be being shown overseas like because the the company who made the movie isn't going to put out a completely dubbed over version where 45 minutes of content is cut out they right. would be like no then like just don't show the movie then because it like we're not going to make enough to make that back just by playing it in your country. So like, you can do it. Go ahead. Like, I listen. And sometimes they go the opposite way with it where they release a movie. And then there's like the unedited version, right? Like, the unrated hey, it's, version. It's right. It's more ridiculous than we even got. And there's a good chance that if you liked it and all of its ridiculousness in its original content, there's a probably a good chance. You're going to like the director's cut or the extended cut or the non-rated you yeah, know, and the whole thing. It's funny because like thinking back, I don't know that I've ever watched either an unedited or unrated version of something and been like, Oh wow. They added a lot. And like, there's times like, Oh, like, you know, 20 minutes of, of added scenes and features. And like, I don't really know if I've ever noticed. I mean, right. Like what, like it yeah. is, is there like, are we talking about a scene where like, instead of side boob, they like show the camera pan around and you get full boob. Like, yeah. Uh, it's for, for some things. I think like, I don't know. Like I'm trying to think of like, things that have that stuff like i think the american pies have a couple of them were like you know stifler it's like more raunchy or they cut right. something that was a little too much for what it was but honestly i think it's the stuff that that ups the rating they they were either trying to get it to pg-13 or they were trying to get it down to rated r and it would have bumped it for like tv 17 or whatever whatever the right. one step above rated r is or going from 13 to r because they think it's going to hurt it in some way and right. I think you talked about it when, when we discussed Deadpool, that they were like, they tried to get it down to a PG-13 and Ryan Reynolds was like, absolutely not. Like, that is yeah. not what this movie should be or ought to be. And, like, and it's I, funny I refuse because, to do it if it's not rated R. Like, there, there obviously is a made-for-TV version now, right? right? So, like, they, and generally speaking, uh, I've, only, I've only noticed it on FX or FXX, like the secondary FX station. Right. And... Uh, you know, the, the, the censorship rules have gotten a little bit more lenient, especially late at night. So, like, you know, you can say, like, shit and ass and stuff like that on TV now after a certain time and on certain channels. But, like, even still, like, there's just some things that, like, I mean, just walking around, you know, in, in the scene in Deadpool 2 where he gets ripped in half and he's growing his legs back the way he grew his hand back in the first movie. <laughs> And they refer yeah. to it as in a certain way. It's like, oh, just, just Winnie the Pooh in it over there. Like, you know, just, just got getting the old Daffy Duck, which is a reference to having a shirt with no pants on. Right. And um, the 
his crony, his lackey, his like comedic sidekick goes like, you're just, just hanging out, huh? Just shirt C wording it like C word, you know, slang for male genitalia. And like, they edit that out and it's just, there's an awkward silence in the movie. Right. And then like, they don't show the scene where like, you can see the back of him and it's a baby's ass. Like it's just a baby's leg, like CGI baby legs and ass. And like, like, Oh, look, he's doing it. He's, he's really doing it. And like, they just cut to this part where like, he's shaking cables hand. It just takes away from the movie. And then like, this has got to be the same thing, right? Like you can't cut all the good stuff out and then be like, like you said, uh, so we're watching the Wolf of Wall Street, the guy on Wall Street version, like, right. That's what I mean. The the slightly crooked Wall Street broker. (laughs) Right. Slightly worse sheep of Wall Street. Like that does not have the same ring to it at all. Sure doesn't. But I mean, this, this is a good movie. Um, And I, I do think it passes the, would it be made today? Because it's based on a true story, right? So, like, it's based on a real life event, right? Which means, like, you're basically saying, like, this factually happened in the '80s. Here's the story in 2013. Uh, so, like, here the story in 2022 wouldn't change, and right. you can't change the context. You can't change like what he said and did because, again, it's based on a true story. So, it's got to keep some of the truth, or it's just a story. Then, right? I mean, and realistically, a lot of the things that would get um, something canceled today or where we were, where it doesn't pass our check here is right. usually things like racial slurs or like gay or homophobic slurs. And really of all the random, well, like we talked about extra level debauchery that goes on in this movie. I don't think, I don't recall there being any of, of that. I mean, there, there may be like a one-off or two off, like homophobic slur because of the times, but again, right, just being like, the 80s, that, right. that would be easy enough to just reword that insult or reword that rant and be done as opposed to like, no, can't make the movie. Whole movie can't do it. Like, no, that's not a fact. Right. Uh, last but not least, and this, and we apologize that this is going to be one of our shorter ones of late, but we are a little bit on a time crunch today. Um, when you and I don't argue for 35 minutes, these episodes get quite short. It's really funny. They, they really do. <laughs> um, so what would be your clicky clacky score on this one? Ooh, you know what? So I do really like this movie. And again, I think it should have been Oscar worthy for DiCaprio. I'm giving it a four point, a four. I was going to go two, five, but I'm, I'm sticking with a four. Four is good. I'm going to go three, seven, five. Okay. So we're pretty, pretty borderline. That was, that was pretty yeah. close. Yeah. You, you and I usually aren't too far off unless we're talking Will Ferrell movies. So that, 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 <laughs> that tracks. Well, and like the, the IMDB rating is an 8.2 out of 10. And, you know, so we're at a 7.75. So we're pretty close. Right. So that worked out. Uh, the other thing that like this one, this movie was nominated for 179 things and it won 37 <laughs> of them. It's pretty damn good. Um, and it was nominated for five Oscars. So, I mean, it's pretty, pretty, pretty darn good movie. But uh, so I think that's going to wrap it up here for this episode of producers. Again, sorry, it was a little bit on the quick side, folks, but uh, we do have a little bit of a recording time crunch this week. We'll hopefully be back in uh, back to form a little bit more next week. And with that, uh, Producers is part of the BACBP Radio Network, www.bacbp-radio.com. Uh, find us on Facebook, uh, just the Producers. Like, follow, share, subscribe. Tune, you know, tell your friends about us. Uh, tune in every week. We do this all the time. We kind of switch switch the topic and how we roll with it. And uh, uh, quote, King, good to have you, buddy. Thanks, buddy. We'll see you next week. Yes, sir. And that is a wrap. Oh, you didn't know.
Yo ass better call somebody! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the BICBP Radio Network proudly brings to you its podcast tag team champions of the world, the Nightmare Derek Jaws, Rotten Jack Gene Williams, the host of Common Debauchery! And if you're not down with that, we got two words for you. 